What up, y'all? It's DJ Envy, and this portion of the KC Crew podcast is brought to you by American Express. Now, here's another podcast that's a must-listen to. Built to Last is a podcast by American Express that highlights the stories, history, and continued legacy of Black-owned small businesses that shape American culture. In honor of Black History Month, American Express is continuing to shine a light on these Black-owned businesses with the release of a special episode highlighting Rose Nicord. The first known coffee vendor in New Orleans in the 1800s and Sip and Sonda, a community and well-being focused coffee shop in Inglewood, California. If you haven't already, check out the debut season of Built to Last and see host Elaine Welteroth explain how the black business leaders of our past have inspired today's black owned small businesses. Tune in now on Spotify, Apple, YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. What up, y'all? It's DJ Envy. And I am Gia Casey. And this is another edition of the Casey Crew. Welcome. Hello, 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 beautiful people. Now, shout to all of you guys. Now, I need you to do something before we start the show. I need you guys to subscribe to our YouTube. Now, every week, we're going to send out a Casey Crew package, right? Now, the Casey Crew package is going to have wine glasses or a coffee mug or some dope Casey Crew socks or one of these hats like that. And we're going to send it to somebody every week. So we need you to subscribe to our YouTube page. So subscribe. Make sure you go to our YouTube page, subscribe. And every week, Ben's going to be shipping something a week just to say thank you for rocking with us. All right? Now, happy Valentine's to everybody out there. Last time we spoke to you was before Valentine's. And um, for Valentine's, since everything is closed here in New York and New Jersey, we decided to make it a family date. So we went bowling, which was pretty fun. Um... And the reason I wanted to go bowling, now let me break it down, is a week, I would say a couple of days prior, Ben's uh, gear and uh, one of the kids' uh, parents, they went bowling. They did a play date bowling. It was safe. We're one of the kids' parts. parents. Hmm? I said, we're one of the kids' parents. Well the, other pa- well, the other kids' parents. We were on a play date. Play date, right. Yeah. But the reason we like bowling is because you can you know, separate yourself. You don't have to be close to each other. You can separate with lanes. So they went bowling and they were talking about how well they did. And Ben's was talking about how she watched. I wasn't everybody. talking about how well I did. No, Ben's was. Okay. Let's now, that. if you bowl or if you don't bowl, uh, most amateurs try to get over 100. <laughs> right. I think Ben's got 92 at one time. I think she got maybe 101, like barely over 100. And they were talking smack. And I was at home because I didn't go on a play date. This was a, a girl's only play date plus Jackson. Right. <laughs> and. um one of his friends. And one of his friends. Yeah. So I said, for Valentine's, let's go because the kids had so much fun. Let's go again. It's safe. You wear, you can wear your mask. Now they separate through lanes, the bowling alley. So the lane to the left, there's nobody there. The lane to the right, there's like, there was something in, in the middle and then there was another lane. So we was totally, totally away from everybody. Had the best time. Of course, we had bowling alley food, which is chicken fingers and French fries and wings and mozzarella pizza. sticks and pizza and all that stuff Garbage. we shouldn't be eating yet. <laughs> and we bowled. So, you know, Gia was like, yeah, you know, uh, I'm going to out-bowl you. We should bet. Gia's whole thing is she wants to bet. She wants to bet on everything, right? So I watched to the first game, right? And it was just my warm-up game. My arm was a little hurting, so Stop I had to get it. myself Your into it. Your arm was not hurting. Do you remember you what I scored the first game? My arm was hurting because I bowled three games with Ben's and my other adult friend two days before. So my arm was sore. I broke three nails. One, two, three. So this is evidence of what I went through that day. Okay. Do you remember so, what I bowled the first game? It was just a warm-up. That's why it was kind of long. I don't really remember. I remember. It was 147. <laughs> My first game was 147, and I was kind of off. I didn't like that. 
So the second game we did, do you remember how many spares? Uh, I mean, how many strikes I, I got? Listen, I'm not going to front. You don't got to do all of this. It was nine. I'm not going to front. You nine strikes. bowled excellently. Nine strikes. I was, I was shocked. I and I'm was, not a hater. I think I bowled like a 230, I'm not somewhere a hater. around I'm there. I'm competitive, but I'm not a hater. After you were in at about your fourth strike, I was like, yeah, it's a wrap. Yeah. Now I could just kind of throw the ball. I don't really have to yeah. try. I don't have to stress my arm out. I don't have to mind breaking a fourth nail. I'm a chill. Didn't you had it. It was no you competition, so we bowled. But I don't know where that came from. It wasn't about me. Because you usually suck. Never suck. Never trash. You have, yeah, Rashawn, you I have, have my own you bowl. You have always have sucked. My own shoes. You had your never own do. bowl and shoes in college. When's the last time you saw that bowl and those shoes? Doesn't matter. Exactly. That I answers the question. I seen it downstairs. You, no, you didn't. There's only one person no, that I'll ever outbowled. No, there's only one person that one ever person in the that, history of bowlers yeah. that's ever outbowled him. That bowl with you me. Know, look, 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 hold on a minute. Let's be very, very clear. Your typical bowling score is like in the 120s. No way. That is very normal and no average way. for you. No. Oh, yes, it is. No. Oh, yes, it is. To get a strike or two up. during a game is a very, very big deal for you. For you. I don't know. No, for you. For you. For you. I, I don't have amnesia. I remember what you used to do at the bowling alley. You do. Oh, I, I obviously remember. You have amnesia. Excuse me? I said, obviously, you have amnesia. Rashawn, please, you know you were terrible. And segue? You and were segue, terrible. The only person that can hold me down in bowling is your mom, Norma. This is is the only one that can bowl with me. <laughs> she everybody else. Everybody. <laughs> and she bowls disgusting. She has no spin on it, but she knows exactly where to put the ball and in the pin. And she walks up there nice and slow. She stands at the line. She brings her arm back. And she chucks it. Strike, strike, yeah. strike, strike, strike. She's the only one. Nine. She's the only spare. one. Yeah, like, she's the only she's one. She gets, she gets busy, busy. She gets busy, busy. Uh, Madison was trash too. Um, she couldn't bowl for nothing anyway. No, no, she was, she was all right. The, the first, first game, game she was all right. Second game she was trash. She couldn't even break sixty. Mm-hmm. That's rude. Oh, that's rude. Oh, there's Madison right now. But anyway, so that was our Valentine. Looked over the banister and said, "That's rude." But so, you know, on some funny thing, on some slide stuff that really, really surprised me. So after we go, we bowl and I bust their ass. Everybody's all butt hurt. So we come home and they're all crying. Um, Logan is like, I want to go hang out with my friends. So I'm like, all right, whatever. He was like, all right. So you know me. I'm kind of a, I'm an overprotective dad. So I open up the app to see where he's at. And when I see where he's at, I see he's in Hoboken. Now, if you don't know Hoboken, Hoboken is they have a couple of restaurants. You might be about to do too much. You might be about to do too much. All right, you're right. Like, what are you doing? You're right. Like, what are you doing? You're right. Stop it. Stop it. Anyway, so on the way back from Hoboken. Let's just say on the way back from Hoboken. Go ahead. Mom is like, yo, you went to Hoboken? He was like, yeah. He was like, mommy said, you went to go look at the skyline with you and your homie? And he was like, no. So <laughs> now mind you. Why when, are you telling this story? Can you just nix this whole story? Logan went to Hoboken with a chick to look at the skyline on Valentine's. I was kind of. You have to cut this whole part out. You can't say, I don't know if he got hoes. No, I'm just like, <laughs> I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. <laughs> we have to cut all of this. Anyway. I'm just saying you can't even put my son's business out in the street like that. All right, anyway. You want to talk about he's throwing pops at people from the second level of the mall? That's fine. You want to talk about him getting in trouble? That's fine. Like, you can't put his business business out in the street like that. But hey. You might be getting him caught up right now. What are you doing? Don't say nothing. But I was surprised. I said, okay, all right. All right, You still talking? 
I said, all right, Logan, no. He's but still talking. that was that was kind of shocking. I, I didn't see Logan like that. He jumped in the car, went and got no. And I said, okay, Mr. Romantic guy, you get it from your daddy? <laughs> I said, all right. Mm-hmm. Next, you know where we going next week? Where are we going next week? We're going to Hoboken next week. We're going to look at the skyline. We're going to look at the skyline. You catching some G? That's right. I was surprised. I was surprised. But yeah, that was our Valentine. So hopefully you had a great Valentine. Mm-hmm. So what I want to talk about is uh, a video that I'm going to play right here. So if you don't know who that is, that is Miss Jones. And uh, I do a podcast with her. I do a couple of podcasts with her. It's called the Miss Jones Reunion. It's the Miss Jones Reunion Morning Show. Uh, of course, if you heard any of our podcasts, I used to do a morning show with her and we're doing a reunion show, just bringing back some of the history that we have for a couple of episodes. And then she's going to continue on her podcast and call it Conversations with Miss Jones. But this particular uh, podcast, you see, she was talking about her son. So I wanted to bring it up because I wanted Gia's opinion of what you would do. So let me ask you, what would you do if at age 11, Logan was going back and forth with a girl, mm-hmm. they got into an argument. And the girl texted you and called you a bitch and said, it is what it is, whatever, whatever. Then you go to the girl's house. Mm -hmm. The girl's mom makes the girl apologize, Mm -hmm. right? Then they get into another argument and then she texts you again and said, I only apologize because my mom was there. But fuck it. It's whatever it is. Mm -hmm. It's on site. What do you do? I I just thought that was so crazy. I was like, because I was like, how old was this girl? She was like 11. And I was, I had to ask, I was like, was she black, white, Asian? She was like, she's white. I said, okay. Oh, she was. Yeah. Okay. So that. now what, now what do you do in that situation? I'll tell you what I do. Do you want to tell me what you would do first? I'll tell you what I'm going to okay. do first, right? <laughs> so if you see, Ms. Jones got in trouble because Ms. Jones said, yeah, I should put both of y'all on my knee and spank y'all. Now that wasn't a threat, but in that town, they took it as a threat and tried to lock her up for it. Anyway, now what I would do is this. Which is so ridiculous. Very ridiculous. Now, what I'm not going to take is disrespect, right? I don't take disrespect from my kids, and I'm definitely not taking the disrespect from an 11-year-old that's texting me out the blue, right? I'm not going to front. I got cousins for that, but I can't do nothing. <laughs> but my, my kids have cousins and second cousins and third cousins for that. Not only that. Now, we raise our kids in a way where we teach them how to protect themselves, Whatever it is, clothesline, box, bite, whatever. She would have. I don't to, teach my kids how to bite. I don't know about him. If an eleven-year-old called my wife a bitch, you get, bite her. I can't bite her. <laughs> Even though I did trip that one girl in kindergarten. Remember when I tripped that one kid? Yeah, that was bullying Madison. I did trip one little kid, but that was a long time ago. Yeah, That's the old envy. That. The new envy. <laughs> I mean, I think I would have to give one of Logan's siblings to, to check her. Because I couldn't check her. You couldn't check her. So Madison might have to pull up on her and be like, yo, let me talk to you for a second. And might have to slap fest her one good time. Bang, bang. Just one, two, two piece. Will you call my mother a, a what? A what? Say it again. Bip, bip. Oh, I didn't hear. Say it again. Bip, bip. Is that a poke in the eye? That or is, is that like a, a poke in the boost, neck? Or, or, I'm not really sure what that was. Yeah, because you can't make a fist. Do or, that again? You got to hit him in the gut. Boom, boom. Boom. You poke him in the gut? Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Because oh. that's, that's the you reason move. why somebody's being disrespectful. You're being disrespectful because you never got the hand of God on you, right? I will never call somebody, my elder, a bitch. Never at that age. You know why? Because I got the hand of God on me. Whether that came from my grandmother, whether that came from my aunt, whether that came from my mother. Or my father. I got the hand of God on me before and I know what it feels like. Obviously, that child has never received the hand of God. Right? Would you call 
somebody else's parent a bitch? I wouldn't have. Why? Because I was taught respect. Because you got the hand of God on you before. I've definitely had. Your mother put the hand of God on you several times. My mother's hand on me several times. So now if you're in that situation, what would you do? You might be shocked at what I would do. What would you do? Honestly speaking, I wouldn't be as infuriated as you are. If an 11-year-old girl, it's a little little bitch that's on sight when she sees you? No. No, I wouldn't because my common sense would tell me that it's an 11-year-old kid. What do I care about what an 11-year-old child who doesn't know much about anything is saying to me? Or what she calls me. Yeah, that's the problem with I would kids probably, and parents I would probably say to myself, like, wow, what a little disrespectful child. She has no home training. And beyond that, she wasn't provoked in the, into the situation. She's extremely bold. Like You might have to be like. I don't like I don't I don't like to use the word bad children. You know, I don't like that. All right. But she might qualify as like something close or on the precipice of being a bad kid. She might have a troubled upbringing. She may not have a particular parental figure. I think her mom in- just came out of jail. I think, I think Ms. Jones did say that. Okay, it but makes sense. Hold that on doesn't a make it right. Um, she may be missing things in her life that disallows her from understanding how out of the stratosphere of okay that is. Do you know what I mean? So I would see that and say, wow, she's... Probably a troubled child in some way, shape, or form. No, I wouldn't text her back. <laughs> I would probably send the text to her mother. What about this? What about this? What about this? Can I finish? What about if you texted her back, right? Oh, you call me a bitch? Now I'm going to fuck your mother. Wait, hold on. What? Oh, you call me a bitch? Now I'm going to punch your mother in the face. Wait. Who said that? If she called you a bitch, the 11-year-old called you a bitch, uh-huh. then you respond back, okay. Like, so if she, like, let's say the 11-year-old called me a bitch. Why right? would I be punching her mother in the face? What sense is, what, like, what sense are you trying Because you're not raising that kid proper. So if an 11-year-old girl called me a bitch, Oh, so right? her mother deserves for me to punch her absolutely. in the face. Absolutely. You're year, kidding, If an 11-year-old called me a bitch, you be like, you know that. what? Where's your daddy? I'm going to fuck your daddy up. That sounds crazy. Okay, good. Because he has story. a disrespectful child. He deserves a black eye. Like, what you're saying doesn't make because sense. Because if one of my kids. Any one of them uh-huh. called an adult a bitch. You deserve a black eye? I deserve a black eye. Because <laughs> after I get the black eye, I'm fucking them. Like, there's you no pass, way that- You're going to pay it forward? <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. So go ahead. Let me hear the story. So um, let me hear how you're not going to do anything because she had a troubled past, past. I would think and so. And you would take her shopping to Victoria's Secrets. Victoria's and take her, Secrets. I don't know. But Um. Yeah, no. I'm not going to do any of that. I would probably screenshot the text and send it to her mother and leave it- up to her mother to decide what to do with her. That's it. That wouldn't that wouldn't bother me. You getting soft? I'm getting soft. No, I don't think I'm getting soft. But you have to understand. Like I said before, it's a child. How can you, as an adult, let an 11 year old child infuriate you like that? How you getting soft? You're not the gear. I know. <laughs> and, I, and I'm going to show no, you something. If this I'm were a 19 year old, a 20 something year old, that's a different story. This is an 11 year old child. What are you trying to show I'm, me? I want to show you one thing, right? And this is how I know that you're not the same old gear, right? Why? Hold on. Okay, here it goes right here. I, I just want you to, to read the, the, the headline. Read it out loud. 
<laughs> read it out loud. I'll read it out loud. Oh, Couple funny. arrested for shooting woman who shushed them in Atlanta movie theater, right? Now, <laughs> I know you're going. The reason I'm going to bring this up is because I said Gia has changed, right? One day, Gia and I are at a movie theater. I wouldn't shush an 11 year old. That's, I'm not saying about 11 year old. Okay. But you, I'm going to tell you, you're getting soft. So we're at the movie theater and I'm minding my business. Now, this was the time when I weighed about 149 pounds. We were extremely soft. I was never soft. But you were I was, definitely soft. I was never soft. You were so soft. I would soft. try to fight anybody. What are you talking no, about? No, not in that movie theater that day. Tell a story. Don't you remember when we was at, uh, uh, what was it? Uh, I could give you about five. Great Adventure, a bush park, and they talking, them dudes looking at you. This I said, bush gardens. Oh, I said, what's up? What's up? Oh, because they were looking. You were like, what's up? And then what did you do? You walked towards the exit and we got in the car and left. <laughs> that was soft moment number three. It was eight of them. I can fill in about another two more. She capping. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, so so in Atlanta, we I just told you about the story that a lady got shot for shushing somebody. We were in a movie theater one time and I was 149 pounds wet, minding my business. I just got popcorn and, and my little Coca-Cola, right? I sit down and the dude behind her, I guess, kicked gear seat, right? So, you know, or they were talking, one or the other. So, Gia shushed them over. They kicked over. my seat and they were talking. So, Gia shushed them. All right. So no, no. First, I didn't shush. First, I said, you know what? Maybe they don't realize how loud they are. Maybe he didn't realize that when he shifted his body, he kicked my chair. So, I didn't do anything the first time. The second time, I just turned around and looked and turned back around. The third time, but I'll, I'll let you, I'll let you. Gia turns around and wants to start war with this, with this young man and his girlfriend. <laughs> no, it's about the fourth time that dude, he kicked my chair. Dude is like six, six foot five, 245 pounds, all diesel. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to get my ass whooped right here in this movie theater. It'll be the second time I got my ass whooped in front of Gia. That's what I'm thinking, right? <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> What? It's not funny. That's what I'm thinking. I didn't deserve the death stare. I'm thinking, I'm like, yo, this is going to be the second time I get masked because dude is big. But luckily, dude must have seen me and he was just fearful of me and was like, he just fell back and we finished watching the movie. But I ain't going to lie. I don't even remember what movie no, it was, but I hated the that movie. Because the whole happened. time, I'm just waiting for somebody to smack, but to punch me in the back of my head. So the, the, the whole movie, I'm doing like this the whole movie. That's not, Rashawn. <laughs> just, just in case he swing, I'm like, God is with me. <laughs> Whole movie. You really just turned that, was, that into him backing down because he had a fan moment? That was You the, sound crazy. That, that was not the tough what happened. Gear. gear got a boss. That was the tough gear. <laughs> this new gear. Oh, I would just apply. I would just ignore it. Send it to her mom. And then take her to Applebee's to get <laughs> some. Grown people versus fries. an 11-year-old child. He, listen, I just don't like disrespect from adults. Every time that he moved, he kicked my chair. Unless he has a numb foot, he had to know that he was kicking my chair. And it was never, pardon me. It was never, excuse me. It was never, my bad. It was nothing. It was like, take that. Take it again. Take it, take it, take it, take it, take it. It got to a point where I'm like, yo, am I just like, am, do I have bleep head written on my forehead? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, do I have Sunny written on my forehead? <laughs> or does my man have something? Oh yeah, you did that day. Okay, so... <laughs> so when we got into Straight it, bullets. when we got into it, that's pretty much what I communicated to him. And he was like, "Oh my bad, I know, but you didn't have to." I was like, "I didn't have to what? You wanted me to kick? You wanted me to let you kick my chair twenty more times before I said something? Like, come on, like have a little respect." So yeah, but I've gotten into 
little beefs at movie theaters for the same thing. Cause people are so disrespectful in movie theaters. Like when they're sitting right behind you and they are having full fledged conversations or taking a full phone call or just sitting there with the phone texting and their phone's going off and everything. It's like, come on, the whole movie theater is silent. You're the only one making noise. And how do you always find your way to be behind me? So, 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 you know, like, so tough gear. What would you do in this situation? Tough gear wouldn't do anything because this isn't a tough situation. This is a child. <laughs> I'm not bucking up on any 11-year-old ever. You wouldn't even send unless one of the she kids? puts her hands on me. Well, you wouldn't send none of the kids at her? Or the no, dog, I wouldn't nothing. do anything. Chucky, I would, like, send, Chucky just I would send a text to her mother and let her mother deal with it. That's it. Right. That's it. It's not my business. All right. Your little disrespectful child is not my problem. All right, well. All right. Well, let's get. I, I, I'm curious to what you guys would do in that situation. So please email please us. Please don't side with him. The Casey Crew at gmail.com. T H E E Casey Crew at gmail.com. You can DM us or I'm, we're going to post about the podcast so you could, you know, put it, whatever you want on the bottom of the podcast and let us know what you feel. All right. And this portion of the Casey Crew podcast is brought to you by Just Egg. Sick of the same old breakfast? Here's something new Just Egg scrambles, cooks, and tastes just like the eggs you're used to, but it's made from plants. Just Egg is protein-packed, but with less saturated fat and no cholesterol. If you have two chicken eggs with breakfast, that's already 124% of your recommended cholesterol for the day. The science is pretty clear. Plant-based diets can have a dramatic improvement in everything from heart health to life longevity. Just Egg is also better for the planet, using 93% fewer carbon emissions and 98% less water than a conventional egg. I love Just Egg. I use it when I make my French toast in the morning and it just makes me feel lighter. I'm not going to lie. You can find Just Egg pretty much anywhere at most grocery stores, including Whole Foods, Walmart and Kroger and on Amazon Prime now or Instacart. Just Egg, a better egg for you and your family. Thank you, Just Egg. It's a great product and from a company with a great mission. This portion of the Casey Crew podcast is brought to you by Ritual. Ritual's clean, vegan-friendly multivitamin is formulated with high-quality nutrients in bioavailable forms your body can actually use. What you won't find? Sugars, GMOs, synthetic fillers, and artificial colorants. Plus, the fresh taste and delayed release capsule making taking your vitamins easy with just two daily pills. You'll always know what nutrients you're taking and where they come from thanks to Ritual's one-of-a-kind, visible supply chain. Now available for women, men, and teens. Ritual multivitamins are scientifically developed to help support different life stages. I've been using a ritual for the last six months, and it gives me the energy I need for the morning. My son takes it, my daughter takes it, my wife takes it, and I take it. So get key nutrients without the BS. Ritual is offering my listeners right now 10% off during your first three months. So try it out. Visit ritual.com slash Crew to start your ritual today. So now, um, let's get to the email of the week since gear is so soft. <laughs> All right. I want to start off by saying that you two are one of my favorite couples and I enjoy watching your podcast, especially DJ Envy. I love him Here so much. Gear, you are so lucky to find a man like him. He's tall. Now y'all know better, right? He's light. Okay. He's handsome. He's strong. He's soft. He has nice hair. <laughs> and it looks like he has a real big... It's not nice. You shouldn't be looking. But anyway, she says, I'm reaching out because I need your help. I met a wonderful man three months ago, and he's really special. He says what he means, and all of his actions show that this relationship can be promising. 
We were introduced to a mutual friend on my birthday and we hit it off immediately. He's really affectionate and has shown on several occasions that he wants to take things to the next level sexually. There's one issue that I'm terribly ashamed to discuss with him. And I don't know how much longer I can avoid this topic. I have been suffering from vaginismus. I don't know. Vaginismus. Can you say? Where is it? Vaginismus. Oh, yeah. It's almost like vaginus must, anyway, <laughs> vaginus must since I was 20 years old and I'm now in my mid thirties. Vaginus must is a condition that makes it very difficult at time, almost impossible to have sex. For me, it feels as if it's, it's, if it's a burning dagger is being inserted in me every time. Oh no. You kind of got that feeling every time too, right? <laughs> my relationships tend to end because I can't have sexual intercourse. I love having oral, but it doesn't seem to be enough to keep my relationship alive. I have put off dating for a very long time, three years, because I didn't want to deal with being dumped due to having this sexual condition. I don't want to lose out on another relationship and was wondering, how do I go about bringing up this topic with my new partner? Wow. I've never heard of that. <clears throat> I've never heard of that. Mm. Wow. Um. I would start by saying that I have a few questions. Mm -hmm. um, can you Google something really quick? Can you Google, is there a cure for vaginismus? I'm sure there's not because she would have definitely. Yeah, but I mean, I just want to kind of cross our T's and dot our I's. Vaginismus? Yeah, vaginismus. Okay. Okay. Treatment. Okay. Mm. Because it just says women can do exercises. Mm -hmm. It says vaginismus is when the muscles of a woman's vagina squeeze a spasm when something is entering it, like a tampon or a penis. It can range from mildly uncomfortable to quite painful. Mm -hmm. uh, it says, mm -hmm. uh, well, let me know the symptoms. It says, Did you see anything regarding a cure? Uh, treatment. Just, okay. Women with vaginismus can do exercises at home to learn to control and relax the muscles around their vagina. This is called progressive desensitization. What's the word? You said it. Okay. And the idea is to get comfortable with insertion. Squeeze the muscles, hold them for two to 10 seconds, relax the muscles, do Kegels uh, and all types of things. It doesn't work for everybody, but it does work for some. Women whose vaginismus is linked to fear or anxiety, therapy often helps. Okay. okay. So just based, I just wanted to get a little familiar with what we're talking about before mm -hmm. I give any type of an, an opinion. Mm -hmm. So if I were her and she probably has already done this, I would rule out what you just read regarding it being a result of anxiety. Mm -hmm. um, and if that's the case, then seek therapy because that might have some type of positive effect on it. If not, I'm sure that she's probably exhausted everything. She said since she was 20 mm -hmm. or in her 20s, um, she's probably exhausted everything that can be done. And she probably knows that this is what her condition is and she's at an impasse, right? Mm -hmm. um, so at this point, from what I understand, what she's asking of us is, how to tell him. tell him, but also I would throw in, how do you cope 
the entire your entire life mm -hmm. not having intercourse. Mm -hmm. Now let me ask you this, because mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> I'm not a man. I don't know what it feels like to have a penis. Um, can you imagine being with someone for say three months? Because actually, when you were reading the email, I was nodding my head like, "Wow, okay, you guys have been together three months and you haven't, mm -hmm. you know, had sex yet. Like that's great. That's rare." Mm -hmm. And then you went on to explain what what she's suffering from. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine a situation where, say, you're dating someone for three months and, you know, it's about that time mm -hmm. in your mind and they tell you that, you know, they're not capable of having intercourse and mm -hmm. they go on to explain to you why. <clears throat> Let's say you're really into her mm -hmm. and she's everything that you want from what you can see in these three months. Can you see carrying on with the notion of a lifetime not being able to have intercourse? If I really like the person mm -hmm. and I feel like that person is for me, yes. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, so you can deal the rest of your life just having oral sex and other forms of intimacy, obviously. She has a, she has a butt. Well, I didn't think of that. You know what? I'm not even going to front. That's not my thing. But but, 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 <laughs> but, um, that, that could be, that's actually great advice. Cause I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Open up the back door. Okay. All right. Well, I think that that's, that, that can certainly be an alternative. Yeah, open up the back door. And what you need to do is you need to get the back door open. So you start doing things to open up the back door. What's, what's the thing? Put that, a little wedge in there. Yeah, I'm serious. What's the, thing that, what's, the, what's the thing that the, they put in the, in the butts? A butt plug. They put a butt plug. Mm -hmm. And then you got the butt beads. You put the butt beads, whatever Anal it is. beads. Anal beads. Yeah. You put all that in your butt. All of it, just. <laughs> put it all, One in, time, your, just... all in your butt. Mm -hmm. Let it stretch out your butt. And then your butt is your new vagina. Your butt is your new vagina. <laughs> I'm not going to front like I'm actually like I yeah that's great and then you just got to work on your mouth game make sure your mouth game is so amazing that they like I don't even want anything else but that's what you have to do I mean yes. yeah I mean if you don't like having sex with the vagina you use your butt and figure it out and you tell them early you know what I mean um <laughs> what? just make sure your butt's clean all the time okay um uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Go ahead, Rashawn. That's all I got to say. Just <laughs> use your butt. Um, <laughs> okay, I need to get back to being serious. Okay. Um, yeah. And that's the name of this podcast. Just use your butt. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I think that's great advice. I'm just wondering if that condition, because it's spasms of the muscle and the vagina, and that's close to. The anus, so I'm wondering if those spasms affect the anus as well. I mean, if he likes you, then, you know, you figure it out. You let him know. I mean, there's, there's many different ways. I mean, she could titty fuck him. You know what I mean? Rashawn. How else, how else could I say that? How, what's the proper way that I can say it? Because I thought about it and I say, what's the proper way to say it? There's no proper way to say titty fuck. Okay. I'm going to leave you be. I'm going to let you live. Okay. All right. So your advice is to find alternatives. And I, I think that's, I think that's great. But at the same time, you know, a lot of girls, <laughs> we're back to it, but again, a lot of girls 
don't feel comfortable at all doing that as well. What? Titty? Anal. Oh. Um, but as of late, because I remember like years ago, there were a lot of men that would say like, nah, I would never do that. I would never do that. But as of late, I feel like almost every guy that I've ever heard speak on it loves it. Mm. And I've heard of some guys that like it more than vaginal sex because they say that it's tighter. So it can be a plus. So if she's never done that, that could be a great route. But every time she says, but can you just put a, but there? Cause he said it like nine times, like it's but, 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 um, but I think that it would be shocking for him to hear. Um, so let's talk about how she would tell him. Hey babe, you know, do you know what vaginosmus is? Vaginismus? Whatever. Is, is, That's Christmas. Well, vag- whatever it is. You know what that is? Vaginismus? Like, is that no. what you just said? He'll be like, no, I don't know what that is. And you, I wouldn't tell him until we got a little intimate, right? Give him a little mouth game, a little jaw game. He's going to give you jaw game. Just don't, you know, you can even say, no, not tonight. Next morning, you tell him, hey, everything was amazing. You know, you ate me out wonderfully. This, that, and the other. But like, have you ever heard of vaginismus? And he's going to be like, no, because most men never heard of it. And he would be like, well, that's, a, a, you know, where, you know, if anything that gets inserted into my vagina, it burns. And he's going to be like, what? And be like, imagine, you know, you get that long candle right there and you burn it and I stick it in your ass. That feeling, that's how I feel in my vagina. And there's nothing I can do. I've been trying treatment. I've been trying exercises. I've been trying all these different things and it, it, it still hurts. Um, so we can have, try to have sex. I don't think I'm going to enjoy it because I think it hurts. So we can try it. Hopefully it doesn't. But if it does, I just want you to know early on. But I have an option. Do you get a butt? My option is my butt. He's gonna be like, what? Yeah. Is that how you would want her to say it? But we have options. My butt. <laughs> Is that how you would want her to say it? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But we have options and be like, you know, like how about like I'm capable of anal sex? Yeah, uh, you can say that. You can have my butt. You got my butt. Come on, Rochelle, that's not sexy. You know, if it, I tell you, it, hey, you want some butt? <laughs> you wouldn't. Be like, yeah. <laughs> You'd be like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> but um, but that's what you should do. You should say, you know, what? tell them, tell them that, you know, I can't, but we can try. And if it doesn't work, we can try, you know, and you know, if you like that, we can continue on. And if he likes you and he's hopefully he's understanding and you guys can work it out. I love everything you just said. Okay. I completely agree with you. Right. Good job. All right. Hey. All right. What do you have your hand up for? Of course you would come up with that. Uh, S. Dot said, well, what if his girl allowed him to have a sexual partner on the, on the side? That's not going to happen. They've only been dating three months. I'm not going to let you smash shorty on the side and you get all that vagina and I'm stuck here. No, it's not going to happen. Shut up, S. Dot. Why would she introduce a woman into the relationship that can provide him with something that she can't? It's not like, you know, we both have it and, you know, because we have this connection, I'm not worried about her. You know, I don't have that. You do. So now I'm inviting someone in to have a leg up on me or to have a vagina up on me? Like, no. She's he obviously wants, wants the relationship as well. Why are you arguing him? <laughs> arguing Why are you arguing him? <laughs> it's three months. Why are you arguing him? It's three him? months. It's three so, months. yeah, no. Right. Well, don't right. forget, you can always email us. No, no, no. What are you doing? We need another email. 
thecaseycrew at gmail.com. I am. I'm about to. Calm down. You know you, you would. Wasn't he just trying to wrap up? S that wasn't he just trying to wrap up? Don't try to wrap up prematurely. Anyway, if you have an email that you want to send, <laughs> you can send it to the Casey Crew. All right, well, let's get to another. T-H-E-E. <laughs> and this portion of the Casey Crew podcast is brought to you by American Express. All right. Now, here's another podcast that you got to listen to. Built to Last is a podcast by American Express that highlights the stories, history, and continued legacy of Black-owned small businesses that shape American culture. If you haven't heard already, check out the debut season of Built to Last and hear host Elaine Walteroff explain how the Black business leaders of our past have inspired today's Black-owned small businesses. This season features small business owners like Pinky Cole of Atlanta's food truck-turned-restaurant, Slutty Vegan, a cutting-edge designer, and so many other amazing small business owners. Plus, there's a special check-in with modern-day Renaissance woman Issa Rae. Check out the debut season of Built to Last on Spotify, Apple, YouTube, or wherever you get your favorite podcast. Shout-out to American Express. We cannot wait any longer. Now is the time to reimagine what safety means. Join directly impacted leaders as well as activists, artists, and policymakers for the Vision for Justice Virtual Summit. Join the Vision for Justice community to hold our leaders accountable. Visit visionforjusticeevents.com to join the fight. Paid for by the Leadership Conference Education Fund and Civil Rights Corp. Well, let's get to another email of the week. Hey, guys. South Texas here. Well, shout out to everybody in Texas. I know you guys are going through a lot. Hold your head. We continue yes. to pray for you guys. <clears throat> and I just, I just hope that, you know, the people... And the millionaires and billionaires in Texas and the governor and the mayor does what's right. And shout to Trader Truth and Mr. Rogers that's out there actually helping the people on the ground. So salute to y'all. We'll be continuing to praying for you guys. Now, it says South Texas here. So I'm just going to get to the point. I've known my significant other since we were 15. We are 28 now. Since then, we were off and on. More off than on until we were 25. My guy was always pursuing me since basically high school. He had no other girlfriends, literally nothing but wanting to be with me. I moved away to college, talked to other guys, just live life. We also gravitated back to each other. So at young 25, we were serious. And after about eight months, we got pregnant. We moved in with each other. My family is very conservative. I grew up in the church and my soul. I don't know what my soul. Oh, thank you. My significant other asked me if at the time getting married would make me feel more comfortable because of my family. I said, absolutely not, because I didn't want him to think I only married him because we were having a baby. I've always been extremely secretive about my business, so not even my fam knew about how serious our relationship was. Fast forward to us being 28 now. We have a two year old and he hasn't asked to marry me. I feel like maybe he didn't want to what he wanted so badly before. I know I'm an amazing mom and I know I'm an amazing homemaker. We had said that I would stay home with our baby the first year and then go back to work. She turned one and the next week, literally, the whole world had to go into quarantine. He's a captain firefighter and EMT, so we've been stable and I've stayed home for two years now. I brought of marriage twice and he said we don't have money to have a wedding. I said, I don't care about a huge wedding. I'd go to the courthouse. He kind of brushed the idea off. His mom introduces me to her friends as his wife, and I've gotten to the point where I call her out. I say, no, I'm not a wife. I haven't gone in front of God to vow my love and dedication to him. That's important to me. 
I just don't know if an ultimating is the right way to go. I talked to my sister and I told her a year from now, if he hasn't proposed, I'm gone. I don't feel like I'm enough for him or good enough because he hasn't proposed yet. Am I crazy? Am I wasting time? Thanks for getting this far in my email. Love y'all. Well, I'll say this. Um, The baby is now two. Mm -hmm. The baby turned one and then COVID hit. Correct. Is what she said. COVID really did throw a curveball in a lot of people's life plans. Everything. Absolutely. Um, It affects relationships, uh, the way people interact with one another. We've talked about that on previous um, podcasts. I'm not saying that they're going through that, but that is a fact of life now for some people. Um, And it hit most people financially. So when he says, you know, we can't afford a wedding, maybe that is something that he wants, or even if he doesn't want it for himself, maybe that's something that he wants to do for her. Mm -hmm. Those are just possibilities that were running through my head as you were reading the email. Um, or it can be what she fears. Maybe he really just doesn't want to get married and maybe, you know, COVID is a convenient excuse. Not that he used it as an excuse, but I would imagine maybe in their discussions, it might've come up like this is a terrible time right now. Um, you know, the world is suffering and we don't know what the future looks like, et cetera, et cetera. I don't know how her finances or her job is affected. So I could see that possibly being a problem. Um, This actually brings up something that we're watching on TV right now. We're watching Bling Empire Mm -hmm. (laughs) on Netflix, and we're only on, I think, episode three. And there's a couple who have a child, and I would say the child is about one or two-ish, right? A girl, and they're on their second child, and she wants to get married. Correct. And he is not pro- proposing. He made a promise. He said, I promise you that a proposal is coming. Mm-hmm. And she said, a proposal is not a promise. And all I can speak on is how I would feel. Um, she told him that she's not into a big wedding. Um, a lot of people get married in front of a judge and then have the wedding afterwards because Realistically, a wedding is about two people. It's not really about the show. It's not Mm -hmm. really about, and don't get me wrong, I wanted my big wedding as well. But if it came down to it and money for a wedding is an issue, my priority is the person that I'm with and having that commitment and that vow before God that she says that she wants. So I don't know. I mean, I feel that if I was with somebody and I'm on my second child, And I've let them know that the wedding isn't the priority. And they told me that they didn't want to get married now. They're making promises. They're humming and hawing or anything else that's preventing them from proposing. I'm going to take it as you don't want to marry me. You are unsure or you want to play the field or whatever. Insert blank. You know what I mean? And that wouldn't sit well with me. I don't lo- I don't like the idea of ultimatums at all. Um, I don't want somebody to just pacify me. I don't want somebody to do something because they want me to stop nagging. I don't want someone to ultimately do something that they in their heart do not want to do because that's patronizing me. Who wants to get married under those circumstances? You know, like you start off with a bad start. 
Um, so I definitely wouldn't give her an give him an ultimatum, which is how she kind of ended mm-hmm. the um, the email. What do you think she should do? Um, it's funny because the email before this was something we were watching in Bling Empire, and this email is something we were talking about in Bling Wait, Empire. The, what was in Bling Empire from the other email? Remember the guy was like, "Your girl wants more anal." Right, sure did. But anyway, right, right. Um, yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I think, and, and this is gonna sound so, so elementary. Um, I think y'all should have a conversation. I mean, you said every time you try to have a conversation, he kind of brushes you off, but I think it should be to the point where there is no brush off. Y'all sit down and have a real conversation. Because Gia said, maybe the reason he doesn't want to have a wedding is because he wants a big wedding. Maybe his mother wants to have a big wedding, and this is something that he desires and he's saving towards. And that could be fine, but you just want to know that he's saving towards. And like you said, that you don't feel like I'm important enough to marry. You don't love me enough to marry me, to make me your wife, to to do these vows in front of God. Let's say maybe it might be a good reason and, and maybe you're overthinking it. Maybe he is saving. Maybe he wants a big wedding. Maybe he's thinking of a way to do it because the pandemic is here and he doesn't want to bring family together. And maybe somebody catches COVID or at a super spreader event. So these are the conversations I think that you should have with him. Especially the fact that he is a fire fireman and he does work for EMT and he sees people that are sick and have all these problems. So I would have that conversation with him first. And if it's none of that, then, you know, I get it. Like, I don't want to be your girlfriend forever. You know, I don't want to be your, you know, your significant other forever, you know. Um, and if that's the way that you feel, then, yeah, you might say, you know what, I'm going to give you a timeline. If it's not there by this time, then it's not for me. You know, this, this situation is not for me. But I definitely would have that conversation and see where his mind is, where his head at. And don't let him just brush it off because it's important to you. And if it's important to you, he should know that it's important to you. And he might be brushing you off because when he asked you about it before, you said, nah. So he might be thinking, I don't want to pressure her. So I think that you guys should both have a conversation and get everything out in the open. So you like the idea of an ultimatum? Um, Not an ultimatum, but I think... If you give somebody a timeline, that's... Almost the definition. That's not necessarily ultimate. Yeah, oh, if I mean, you don't marry it. me by, or if you don't propose by such and such a time, then I'm leaving you. But I wouldn't tell that's them. An I wouldn't tell them the ultimatum. I would keep it. In my, I would keep it in my head. Right. I wouldn't be like, "Oh, you have to do this." I would give myself a time, you know. Right. That's six what months. I was six months after pandemic. Three months after pandemic. And if not, then you got to do what you got to do. You know, you got to reassess the situation and decide what you want to do. But that's what I would do. Right. I would give myself a timeline. Mm-hmm. Um. Like what, what cartoon was that? Oh, Popeye. That's all I can stands and I can't it stand no more. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you have to decide what works for you. Like how much more can you stand? Like how much slack are you willing to give him before your pride, your ego? And those aren't good words, but part of it is a bit of pride and ego because when you expect someone something from someone that you love and you're waiting so long and you don't get it, it really does hurt your pride, your ego, and your security. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, it's the proof is in the email because she says, you know, I'm starting, how does she put it? I'm starting to feel like I'm not good enough or right. something like that, right? Um, that's how it would make a person feel. I don't, it, that would be difficult for me to deal with. For me to know that I love him so much and to be so secure in my feelings for him and for that feeling to not be reciprocated to a point where I feel like I'm the one that has to sit him down and have a conversation where I'm pretty much trying to walk him down the aisle of the idea of getting married. 
You know what I mean? Like I'm trying to convince him like that just doesn't sit well with me. I feel as though, um, yeah, I mean, I guess a little bit of pride really is involved because for me, I would just wait and see if it happens. And if it doesn't by a time that I'm okay with, then I would probably have to say, okay, it's time for us to part ways. Absolutely. Yeah. And good luck. And, and keep, please keep us, you know, let us know how, how it works out and go into the conversation with an open mind. Let's see what he's feeling mm-hmm. first. Don't just assume and then go from there. And good luck. Now, if you want to email us, you can thecaseycrew at gmail.com. That's T-H-E-E, caseycrew <laughs> at gmail.com. All right, it's time to get up out of here. And I will see you guys next week. All right. All right, I'm DJ Envy. And I'm Dia Casey. And that was another edition of the Casey Crew. Doodles.